Hey, everybody. Emily Abadi here. You are listening to uh, another installment of Five Minute Friday. <sighs> long, uh, <laughs> long sigh. It's been a really hectic 24 hours for me for reasons that I'm not really going to go into uh, just right now, but just dealing with a little bit of a health scare in my family. And I have been using a lot of tools in my toolbox that I want to talk about for today's episode. So I'll start by saying that I recently began the book Lighter by Young Pueblo. And at the end of every chapter, I'm literally opening up this book right now, there are reflection prompts. And one of those prompts is, what does self-love look like for you right now? And how do you want your self-love to evolve? And what do you want it to feel like a year from now? I guess that was kind of like one prompt, but a three-part prompt, if you will. And so I was sitting in the getaway cabin. I took my mom to, uh, they have these cute little cabins. They're kind of all over the United States now, but uh, there's an outpost in an area of Connecticut called Moodis. And I took her there for an overnight the other day. And so I woke up and I was reading my book and, and writing on this prompt. And what came up for me is that self-love moving forward is going to be something that feels more intuitive and less like something that I need to go out of my way to do. I want to have less guilt over some of the practices that I know can help me be me and move forward in a way that, yeah, it just feels more like a part of me. And as I said at the top of this, just navigating a really stressful past 24 hours, today, self-love happened without question. For me, self-love meant I needed to cancel my meetings. I realize I'm saying today and it's you're listening to this on Friday and I'm recording this on Thursday, but you get the picture. So I I canceled my meetings knowing that none of them were life or death matters. I decided when I was feeling anxious and frustrated about admittedly things that I could do nothing about to get up and go walk and get outside. I took time to call people that support me and allowed them to show up for me. And all of these things, they sound simple enough, but many are acts that I would have felt guilty in, I guess, indulging in. (laughs) If something like this were to happen previously, I would have plowed through, right? And plowing through today just didn't feel like an option. And as much as I'm just trying to figure out the best way to push forward, I am proud that pushing forward for me right now looks like having grace with myself. That, for me, that's a really big growth moment. And so I tell you this story because I want to encourage you to be able to get to a place where you too have this level of grace where you too can listen to your intuition and your gut on the good days and the bad days and know a little bit more about what it is that you need to do to best show up for you. 
to know that in order to be there for others, something that I personally resonate so highly with, something that is ingrained in who I am is acts of service and helping other people. But in order to do that, I need to first show up for myself. And if I cannot place that same importance, if I cannot invest in myself, then I know that no matter what I do, I will not be as good at doing the thing that is so important to me in showing up for others. And so my prompt for you this week is really the prompt that I answered from Young Pueblo. Again, I'll say it. What does self-love look like for you right now? How do you want your self-love to evolve? And what do you want it to feel like a year from now? I want to reiterate that self-love doesn't just happen in good times or in bad times, and it can evolve and adapt and morph depending on what it is that you truly need. But when we get more clear on what it is that our inner voice is saying, when we can get really clear on what it feels like, what we want to feel like when we take care of ourselves, that, that's so, so important. And now, a listener question. Hey, Emily, it's almost Valentine's Day. So I was curious, what is your idea of the perfect date? (laughs) Oh, man, Valentine's Day this year. (laughs) It's like the last thing on my radar. Although I am kind of a sucker. I'm a sucker for love. I love love. Uh, But I can't say that I've had like a memorable Valentine's Day in the last handful of years. Anyway, I digress. My perfect date, however, honestly... When I hear that question, I can tell you what I'd like to be doing. And it probably just involves like good food and good drinks and a good person. But the good person and how I want to feel is actually what, in my mind, makes a perfect date. Like on a perfect date, I want to feel seen and heard. I want to be able to ask questions and answer questions. I want this person to be interested in me and open to hearing my perspective. I want to feel like I am someone that they're attracted to. I would also like for them to be someone that I'm attracted to. Uh, And I think those are really my key takeaways of what I think about when it comes to a perfect date is really the feeling of spending time with someone that makes you feel like a good version of you, like your best you. Uh, And also like all the butterflies. Those are cool, too. (laughs) Uh, If I had to get really specific, though, rewinding to the food and drink thing, I mean, it's no secret. I am a bar preemie kind of girl. It's a restaurant in New York down on Bowery. I also love when a date plans the date, although I don't have any hesitation. Like if they need a suggestion or something, I'm happy to chime in. But I am definitely an old school kind of girl. Wow. What a what an up and down kind of five minute Friday. (sighs) Life is crazy, but every day is a new day. And so let's get this one. Another hurdle conquered. Catch you guys next time. <laughs>